Good morning, Myers Park. Welcome, friends. It is so good that we can gather in this space. And those of you joining us, wherever you may be, virtually, we're so grateful that you are with us this morning. My name is Uyan. I'm one of the pastors here. We welcome you as we worship and praise our Lord together. A couple of things we wanted to share with you. Uh, this is, as many of you may know, a hospitality pad. It's at the end of your pews. Do pass this along. Uh, it's a space where you can share with us how we can pray for you. If you're a first-time visitor especially, let us know of who you are. Now, it's especially to pass this along to your neighbors because one of the inserts of our hospitality pad is our offering card. As it was shared last Sunday, this is for those of us who give online or mail in our offering uh, to the church. This is a way for you to continue to participate during the time of offering. You can just drop this in uh, in the offertory plate during the time of offering to let us know that you are giving online or through the mail. Uh, I'm so grateful to be joined by my colleague and wonderful friend, Pastor Bill. What else is happening today? Well, I'd call your announcements to all the, call your attention to all the announcements in the bulletin, but especially want to highlight tonight in the sanctuary, 7 o'clock, hear my prayer, an evening of, of German music. It'll feature our chancel choir, Myers Park strings, cast of thousands perhaps, yes. <laughs> so come back tonight for that uh, concert at 7. Friends, it is good that we are here. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
affirmation of faith this morning is the Apostle Creed. Let us unite in this historic confession of our Christian faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to turn your attention to the prayer confession which is printed in your worship bulletin. Let us confess our sins before God and one another. Let us pray. Gracious God, forgive us for the doubt that clouds our vision, that pain that makes us hide from you, from ourselves and from those we love most. Free us from our confusion, heal us from our wounds, resurrect us from our shame. Raise us into the hope and joy that we realize when we are close to you. Amen. And hear the good news. Christ died for us while we're yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. the 74 confirmands and the decision they are making to commit to the life of the church through their prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Over the course of this academic year, we have gathered weekly, had deep discussions, gone on two retreats, and shared a whole lot of life together. So we are excited to now officially welcome them into the membership of the church. Through confirmation, and through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. 
So it's my greatest joy to present to you the confirmation class of 2023 and their adult mentors. So please stand as you hear your name. Katherine Daniels, Josh Shoemake, Sully Reimer, Molly Matson, Caroline Nagutz, Macy Porter, Madison Schatz, William Dodds, Wortham Cohn, Will Campbell, Drew Murphy, Cameron Viger, Katherine O'Neill, Brooks Scurry, Lana Frazier, Lillimore Ashford, Walker Krigler, Ella Tarumians, Ellis Patton, Beck Hoover, Hampton Searles, Logan Crawford, Jackson Teacat, James White, Bailey Cottle, Ronald Isaac, Sophia Sauer, Kate Callahan, Ryland Weintraub, Natalie Watson, Sally Scholl, Wyatt O'Neill, Nate Dyer, Cole Zuzelis, Edward Scurry, and Jay Collins Friedland. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, confirmands, do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in the world? If so, please say, we do. Will you strive with us to follow Jesus Christ, confess him as Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve God's people in union with the church, which Christ has opened to all people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, please say, we will. As members of the body of Christ here at Mars Park United Methodist Church, we faithfully engage in ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. If so, please say, we will. All right, confirmands, please remain standing. And parents, uh, this is for you, parents of these confirmands. At your child's baptism or in their infancy, you agree to nurture these young people in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example, they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves to profess their faith openly and to lead a Christian life. Do you renew that commitment now? If so, please say, we do. So we now invite these students and parents from Catherine and Josh's small group forward to kneel at the altar.
invite the confirmands and parents of Brooks and Catherine's small group to come forward. Finally, we invite forward the small group of Ron and Bailey and their parents.
Family of God, I commend these new friends to your love and care. Will you do all in your power to encourage and walk with them as together we strive to increase our faith, confirm our hope, and grow in love and compassion. Join me as it is printed in our bulletin for our response. We give thanks for all that God has given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. On behalf of the congregation, Confirmands, we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation, we renew our covenant to uphold the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God will be glorified through Christ Jesus. The God of all grace who has called us to eternity of glory in Christ establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Friends, let us congratulate our compliments. The New Testament reading is 1 Peter, chapter 4, beginning with the 12th verse. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fury ordeal which comes upon you to prove you, as though something strange were happening to you. But we rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Humble, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. Cast all your anxieties on him, for he cares about you. Be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil's prowls around you like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour 
resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering is acquired of your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, and strengthen you. To him, to the domain forever and ever. Amen. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son, that the Son may glorify thee. Since thou hast given him power of all flesh to give eternal life to all whom thou hast given him, and this is eternal life, they know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I glorify thee on earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. And now, Father, glorify thou me in thy own presence with the glory which I had with thee before the world was made. I have manifested thy name to the men whom thou gavest to me out of this world. Thine they, thine they were, and thou gavest them to me, and they have kept thy word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. So I have given them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from thee, and they have believed that thou didst sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom thou hast given me, for they are thine. All mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to thee, Holy Father, keep them in thy name, which thou hast given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Raymond Brown is one of the New Testament scholars. He, along with uh, many others, have labeled the first 12 chapters of Gospel of John as the book of signs, first 12 chapters. And then from chapter 13 to chapter 21, they typically categorize that portion, the latter half of John, as the book of glory. And that makes sense given our passage from chapter 17 of John. Jesus speaks of glory quite a bit. Did you notice that? We read, the hour has come to glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. I glorify you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence. I have been glorified in them. Glory. So what does it mean? What does it mean to be, uh, to be in the midst of glory, to receive glory, to bask in glory? Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Confirmands, uh, we are very, very grateful for you, proud of you for the year-long journey that you've been a part of. We are also so thankful for the, the mentors, uh, the volunteers, and the youth staff that have journeyed alongside you for this last year. So here's a prize that you will receive this day and all the days forward. Glory. Yeah. Glory. What does it mean? 
to receive the glories of God. Because I have a sneaky suspicion that the ways in which God invites us to live into God's glory vastly differs from the glories of the world, the glories that the world wishes for us to inhabit and pursue. Uh, presumably all of you will go into high school next fall. I don't know if this is still a required reading. I'm not sure if this was a required reading when I was in high school, you know, 25, whatever years ago. I was just told when I was in high school that I needed to read Homer's The Iliad. So I read The Iliad in high school. I read it again in college because I had no idea what I read in high school. Uh, but in it, uh, we see this idea of glory being played out. So much of glory that the world will have us pursue. The Greek word kleos is a Greek word that translates as glory. It is a word that is related to the English language of loud. Kleos means to be loud, to be remembered by others loudly. Uh, so in those days, uh, the Greek heroes and warriors who accomplished great feats of strength and victory, uh, they would then possess kleos, loud glory, as others were told of their journey. So for those of you who uh, will read the Iliad, is it still, people still read that? I hope so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the greatest Greek warrior is Achilles. Achilles finds himself in the greatest of all wars, the Trojan War, right? That's where the Trojan horse comes from. In the midst of battle, uh, Achilles reflects to himself uh, what may be as he kind of sees where the war is going and his fate in it. This is how he reflects if I hold out here and I lay siege to Troy, my journey home is gone, but my glory never dies. If I voyage back to the fatherland I love, my pride, my glory dies, true, but the life that's left me will be long. The stroke of death will not come on me quickly. Did you catch the dilemma there? Achilles has a choice. He can go home to be with those whom he loves and to be surrounded by those who love him. Uh, but the glories will be gone. No one will remember him. Should he stay in this glorious war and gain victories, he will soon perish. But others will remember him and his feet loudly. Glory will be his. Uh, you don't need to read the book to know which path Achilles choose. Uh, this is the glory that the world invites us to live into. There is an alternative perspective on what it means to live into glory, and it is narrated for us through the gospel lessons, particularly in the Gospel of John. If you might recall, Chapter 13 through 21 is labeled as the book of glory. Do you know how chapter 13 begins, the very beginning of this so-called book of glory? The first 11 verses, this is when Jesus and the disciples are gathered on the table. And Jesus, as we begin the book of glory, washes the feet of his disciples. The glory of Christ 
from chapter 13 begins by Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And shortly thereafter, Jesus invites the disciples to be united with him in his glory, just as we read today. Isn't that interesting? The ways in which Jesus lives into God's glory is not by mighty feats of power and victory in war, but rather the glory in which Jesus invites us to join is what Jesus would call servant's glory. Not king's glory. Servant's glory. Glory that begins with the washing of feet for his disciples. And then Jesus... Today's passage engages in what we would label as intercessory prayer. Jesus prays on behalf of his children, his disciples, for us. Jesus prays that we will be united with him in glory, glory that is manifested in the life of service, suffering, and love. Uh, We spoke of suffering a bit last Sunday. Uh, two Sundays ago, we talked about one of the marks of discipleship is to know the stories of God. Last Sunday, we talked about one of the marks of discipleship is to live the life of obedience. Today, uh, we're talking about marks of discipleship being living the life of service, uh, wherein by receive God's glory, servants' glory. Did you notice that Jesus also pr- prays for our protection in the midst of Jesus' intercess- intercessory prayer? Jesus invites God to protect God's children, all of us. Protection from what? Protection from whom? I like to believe that Jesus is praying that we would be protected from the ways of the world that seeks to lead us toward the glories of the world. Glories like Achilles that ultimately leads to demise and death. But instead for us to live into the glories of the servant, Glories like that of Jesus the Christ. There's an expression uh, in John where Jesus proclaims, I'm the light of the world. Yes? In chapter 8, I'm the light of the world. Here's what's interesting about light. You don't actually see light. Notice that? But instead, light is the very element by which we're able to see other things. Which means Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the very light that illumines our very perspective on everyone and everything that we see in the world. And here's what's really even cool about it. Cooler still. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Not only is Jesus the light of the world, Jesus says in Matthew, you are the light of the world. It's an invitation, you see. For us to live our discipleship in such a way that we illumine a particular type of perspective for those around us, that they may see the world in a different way, in a Christ-like way. Richard Rohr writes these words. He writes, we have faith in Christ so we can have the faith of Christ. We have faith in Christ so that we can have the faith of Christ. What did Jesus have faith in? What is the faith of Christ? Well, Jesus had faith in gentleness, kindness, forgiveness, sacrificial service, 
all of which Jesus invites us to participate in. So here's the hard part. The glory that, that we've just been talking about, glory that is contrary to the glories of Achilles and the glories of the world, I tell you, it is almost impossible to live into. Yes? It's really hard. It's really hard to live a gentle life, to live a forgiving life, to live a kind life, to live a generous life, to live a life of service and sacrifice. These things, we can romanticize it if we say it, but it is so hard to live into. And here's what's really cool. Before the beginning of chapter 17 of John, at the very end of chapter 16, do you know what Jesus says to his disciples? What Jesus says to us? Do not be afraid, for I have conquered this world. The ways of Christ, the servant's glory, is only possible to live into if we should truly believe that the world belongs to God. That God has conquered this world already for us on our behalf. And that ultimately the ways of the world will not be the, the, the lasting ways of the world. It's the ways of God. That God's gentle, forgiving, loving ways will have the final say at the end of our history, at the end of our story. So this is an invitation. Confirmands, as you go into high school, all of us as we journey onward in life, seek the glories of God, servant's glory, nothing less than service, sacrifice, love, kindness, forgiveness. This will be the way it will be in the end. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us go to God in prayer. Turn it on. Wonderful God, we come to you this morning with full hearts. As we celebrate Confirmation Sunday, we thank you for the congregation, mentors, and parents that have carried us and walked alongside us in our journey of faith since our baptism. Through their example and presence, they have helped us know what it means to be a follower of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Yet amidst the celebration of a growing church, we still carry woes, O oh God. Our hearts are anguished by the rising mental health crisis and the lack of resources available to help. We pray for those who are suffering silent battles with depression and anxiety. Help us to surround them with the love and the support they need to carry on. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we come to the end of the school year, we ask for the strength to finish well. We thank you for the educators who have given of themselves so we can learn, grow, and thrive. Be with us all as we rest and ignite in us a passion to study your world. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We lift up those from our church family who are going through difficult times and grieving earthly loss. We ask for your healing hand and comforting embrace as they hope in your eternal promise. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator God, spring is here. 
And as the flowers bloom and the birds sing, we are reminded of new life. Though we may feel surrounded by doom and despair, there is hope, light, and resurrection in you. So trusting in your goodness, we pray with confidence the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, they say it takes a village to raise young people, and it does. It takes a village to raise them in faith in the church, and it is by your support and your offerings that we are able to have such a vibrant and growing confirmation ministry. So at this time, our ushers are going to come forward and let us receive our tithes and offerings.
God, your generous outpouring of grace reminds us of the fruitful life we are called to bear, lives of kindness, compassion, and love. May these gifts embody our desire to share and contribute to your kingdom. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.
friends, especially confirmands, prepare for glory, yeah? May God's glory become your glory. May you live into this life of servanthood. May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore.